This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. dream house, the successful business, the perfect job, a happy family. Well, the life that you've always aspired to have starts with that visualization. Valeria Telles interviews Tom Payne, a life coach and speaker. After leaving university in 2009 with a degree in English and journalism, Tom went backpacking around India, Nepal, Australia, and Thailand to discover himself, finding a deep love for adventure, fun, and culture along the way. On his return, he went back to university to study for an MA in journalism, combining his studies with his love for music. Over a 13-year period, Tom would DJ at weekends in clubs from Manchester to London, Ibiza to Moscow, loving every minute. Professionally, Tom spent 10 years working in the recruitment sector, where he built an excellent reputation as a specialist IT consultant, eventually becoming a business manager, leading sales teams responsible for £8 million annual turnover for global and SME organizations moving to London and Manchester. At its peak, Tom's sales team was at 18 people, ranging from junior consultants to principals, managers, and team leaders. Tom excels in getting the best out of people. He is a natural flair for business development and has a track record for starting new, exciting recruitment businesses from scratch. His passion for coaching others has enabled Tom to improve the individuals around him, giving them the confidence to achieve more. What Tom loves about life coaching is the potential to dramatically improve the lives of others. He believes that anyone can benefit from working with a life coach if they are willing to commit to the change that they desire. He is confident that they can work with anyone who is willing to put in the necessary work to achieve their greatest goals. Tom offers a natural balance between being patient with his clients as they transform and the discipline to push to get the best from people. This allows his clients to feel comfortable yet inspired to start to live the life of their dreams. Meet Tom at TomPayneLifeCoaching.com. Here's the interview with Tom Payne. In your own words, who is Tom Payne? Uh, well, Tom Payne is a um, a life coach, a personal development coach. I, I work with professionals who are burned out, stressed, lacking focus, and needing direction in their life. But I suppose other other than that, that's my kind of my day job. But I'm a I'm a father. You know, I've got two beautiful young girls and uh, an amazing wife who's an illustrator. So yeah, I suppose Tom Payne, a, a lucky guy, really. So when you speak about the things you do now, helping others. Is that the purpose of your life? Would you say that you found your purpose? I think so, yeah. After a, a long 
time searching for it, really. Yeah, I feel like um, my skills lend towards listening to people, believing in others. And, you know, really personal development is a massive um, interest of mine. And yeah, it kind of ties all those things together, really, in in a purpose, really. And I think now that I am coaching others and seeing the benefit from it, it's the most rewarding thing, really. So I kind of know I'm in the right place. And that's a question that I usually ask. How do we know when we have found our purpose and we are living it? Are there Uh, some signs, Tom? Yeah, what would you say? I think to start with, that is, for me, throughout the coaching process, your life life purpose is more of the, that's the awakening moment that comes towards the end of a coaching program. So I typically work with 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 my my clients at an early stage of their development. So they will be looking to understand what their belief system is. Does does, does their belief system suit their way of life, or does it work against them? Can they work on their belief structure to to be able to then design their futures? I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then, do they know their values? Do they know what they're mm-hmm. good at, what they're not good at? And then, gradually, you will once you have those kind of answers. And you you probably know this as well, is that that you can then move towards you know shaping a purpose. But it's also something you're you're naturally working on throughout your life as well. It's not like a defined answer. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. Values. I remember having a lot of issues with that, and I know that a lot of women, a lot of people in general, but especially women, for some reason, we have this, um, we get stuck when it comes to value. So I wonder if that is connected to self-love. Would you say so, Tom? Potentially, yeah. I think that's maybe more beliefs. I think, Mm. I mean, values, typically what I find is that once, once you start to explore what your values are and what you know you, who you are and who you're not. So for me, family is is my number one value and then positive thinking is another value personal development is another value and where I found myself was that the what I was doing on a day-to-day basis kind of conflicted with my family values a lot of the time And, and so I knew that it was easy to make a decision and it's easy to say no to things so so yeah so values really you need, you know, that's your kind of code. It's almost your terms of conditions for your life. And everyone has can choose their kind of values that they want to stick to. And then it makes it easy to make decisions going through your life, because if something contravenes a value, then you know to say no to that situation. And I wonder where it comes from. How are they formed values? Do you have any idea? Um, well, I suppose that that's a big that's a big question. Yeah. I suppose your values are formed through your life experience, aren't they? Really, yeah. um, things mm-hmm. that you've liked, things that you've not liked, experiences yeah. you've had growing up. Yeah. Some people say we are born with them as a character traits, personality traits, but we don't really know, right? In a way, it's a mystery. Yeah, I, I think I, I certainly think some value values like positive positivity you know i mean naturally the values consistently are positive values love family relationships are consistent with most most of the clients that i work with but the negative values of Mm. you know materialism or you know negative thinking they they don't tend to come up in values do they so we Mm, kind of share the same roughly the same value structure at heart but i would argue most people don't know that and that's that's where the issue issues are formed in you know when when people are kind of going through life and and taking challenges on 
There's something else I wanted to ask that just came to mind. Yeah, you mentioned about the common, there are some common values we have, like this connection, family, positivity. I would say love too, it might be another one. It seems like it comes with us in a way. It's encrypted. It's something that's there already in all human beings in a way, which is kind of wonderful to know, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you, you know, you, you referenced love there. Creativity is, an, is another value yeah. that a lot of people hold to the heart. Right. But what I find really interesting is the clients that I work with who are business professionals mainly, you know, they're not doing things that they love. They mm. are creative people, but there's no creativity in their jobs. Mm. So they can become really frustrated and they don't know where to take take their lives. But it's because they kind of they know at a deeper level what they value and what they truly want at heart, but they don't know how to do anything about it because they're kind of not really conscious of it. So it kind of goes into the consciousness argument of how awake people are, I suppose, to to their lives and, and, and what and what they want to do. So I have another warm-up question for you. It's success. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Uh, that That's the, the million-dollar question, isn't it, <laughs> yeah. on social media, doing the rounds all the time. I think success right. is, I think people look for external success, so that's monetary, uh, possessions, um, status, etc. And those don't tend to lead to happiness, do they? But I, for me, I think success is um, the success over yourself. I think mm. if you can master loving yourself, knowing yourself, mm. being at peace with yourself, that's the ultimate success. It's interesting that you connect success to happiness. And I have heard that a lot too. What is happiness? What makes you happy, Tom? That's a big question. I think I think lots of things make me happy, really. Um, I think the simple things make me happy. I think what I'm thinking about at the moment is, is infinite things make make you truly happy so you know nature places um people my kids obviously oh, yeah. my, my family make me happy and just re- the real simple things actually because i think once i've you know once you explore the more complex things which is the the finite things in this world which are possessions money etc they don't tend to get you towards happiness so right. i think I that's probably that. what i would say in happiness and the purpose of life what do you think it is. How come we are here and why we are here for? Oh, another good question. I think, well, we're, we're an evolving species, aren't we? So we're constantly learning. So I think that's a big one and growing. I think, you know, growth and contribution are like the higher, what's it, the higher needs of, of, of everyone, really. I think, you know, we need to contribute back. Yeah. to those around us I think you know I know and you're the podcast you talk about a lot about love and you know love is really about caring for others and 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 encouraging others to be the best version of themselves yeah. and then also you you know you, you growing so I suppose from a purpose perspective yeah I, I just think in general you know we're all experiencing lots of different emotions don't we we all have lots of different you know we have very different journeys but all quite similar at the same time in terms of the emotions we experience so for me it's an experience mm-hmm. you know and I think the more that you can grow in that experience and give back in the experience that's kind of the the, the thing I th- yeah it resonates true to me every time I hear that that uh uh, life is about love. It's a return to love, of loving ourselves and others and making that contribution, right, with love. Yes, yeah, that resonates true to me. Thank you, Tom, for saying that again. <laughs> and 2020 has been this um, interesting time 
of lots of change and lots of challenges for many of us. For you, have something changed? Have you gained any insights? Well, yeah, I mean, huge, really. I mean, I completely changed what I was doing. I working in the, I suppose, the corporate recruitment sales sector for 10 years and had a pretty good career in that, in, in that world. Loads of contacts, loads of relationships, a good reputation. So, and I completely turned away from that to become a life coach and kind of help others in a different way. So personally, it changed a lot. I, I think I think it's taken away. It it took away so much of our basic, you know, our basic interactions with others. So family, friends, you know, the basic freedoms that we 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 can go to the beach to the for the day, or we can travel to somewhere else. And when it took that 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 stuff away, I think the great thing is that the I suppose the collective consciousness reaction to that was that we missed all the basic stuff and we now realize that all the basic stuff is actually what's really important. So right. yeah, I think um I think that's what the difference in 2020 because I think before that a lot of people or even even maybe maybe myself and my my my, my network were were kind of asleep to some of this stuff I think. Have you found a way to redefine freedom these days? Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think when I I just think back to when I felt most free, it was probably <laughs> it was probably when I had less of the constraints of modern day life right. around me. When I was right. probably when I was I was backpacking, I think when I was traveling, because really the only choice you have to make the next day is where you're going to travel to next. It's as simple as that. Um, you don't have to worry about your job. You don't have to worry about a boss. You don't have to worry about your kids. You don't have to worry about anything. So right. I think you, that's kind of ultimate freedom, isn't it? And I think what we right. do tend to forget is we have we have a choice, don't we, really? I think that's 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 kind of freedom for me. I think it's it's knowing there's a choice. You have free will to make choices. And I think sometimes we, we kind of forget those freedoms because we're in this system. And I love when my guests connect freedom to choice. And I love the way you said that too, the, um, the freedom to travel, to choose where to go next uh, without any attachments. That kind of is a metaphor for life, isn't it? If we can do that, live in this way. So when we lose the body, it's just another trip <laughs> that we are taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's that's a good way of putting it. I think we. I think for me though, we forget that we have choices because life is so complex on a day to day basis. And I think once you know that that ties it back into the obviously the coaching work that I do is that I'm bringing back into the my clients' consciousness their ability to choose how they think, how they react to things, where they take their lives, how do they shape their lives. So that's the freedom that we all we all do have, but we we forget. And that's when it comes down into the, you know, people being asleep or people being awake. I love that. When you say that life's complicated, would you rephrase that in the sense that life is simple, but we complicate in a way by not seeing the choices? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite. Yeah, I suppose I agree. I think we do we do complicate it, but we also have to remember that there's a there's a kind of system and process that everybody follows in life that kind of lends to that. That so it's not necessarily always the individual's fault. And that's what I said going back to you know think about life's purpose is that you we all have a duty to help others around us 
to sometimes, like I said, wake 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 others up or encourage them or or, or believe in them that they can be be successful in their lives and be be, be kind of yeah. kind of what they want to be to a, to a large extent. What inspired you to become a life coach? What was the main inspiration and intention? I get this a lot. A lot of people go, yeah. what was the thing? That was the yeah, right. twig, twig that broke the camel's yeah. back just all of a sudden woke up one day and wanted to be a life coach. It's not, it wasn't like that really. It was, it was kind of a long process of personal development. So I started meditating maybe about 12 years ago yeah. and I went backpacking, went kind of had, you know, sort of around these, I suppose, Buddhist countries and yeah. saw different spiritual practices over there. And gradually I became more aware of who I was and who I wasn't. And from, a, I suppose, from a spiritual perspective. And yeah, I just, I just, I think once you, and you probably realize this with your work as well, you know, where you have power to help others, then you've kind of got to do it in the best possible way. And And being a life coach was that transition from, you know, I mean, mainly I'm working with people who who are having problems in their careers, but my background is recruitment. So it kind of lends itself to that. But my intention is purely for the benefit of that client and helping them create their the life they want and the career that they want, as opposed to I'm not just um, trying to uh, bring them in to work with me so I can make more money from somebody else. It, it's not that 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 model. So it's purely based off their best interests. And I think that for me is the more fulfilling thing is seeing somebody else succeed and see somebody else be uh, better themselves really. So yeah, I, it was a process in answer to your question, a long, long, long answer to that question really. It was a, it was a long process that it, it led me to that point where I was like, well, actually this is how I can use my skills for, for better. And it's always the case, isn't it? Like this journey yeah. to get to the point of no doubt, I guess, a moment of clarity and that's when we come to that understanding that this is what I want to do and then from that place courage arises it's the most beautiful thing it's almost like a, seeing a flower blossom right it's beautiful I hear in your voice <laughs> the excitement the enthusiasm for that for help doing what you're doing and in helping others so I want to thank you for that too Tom Oh yeah, no problem. Well, thank thank you. That's that's really nice of you to say. Well, I have a question for you about spiritual practices. Do you have any these days? Spiritual practices. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I meditate, and that's and that's about it, really. I'm not really religious. Right. I don't really know if if there's a god, if there's not a god, you know. I, I, right. I, but I I do believe in certain universal laws, like positive and negative. You know, I suppose frequencies. You know, that's what we are. Our, our very basic essence is positive and negative energy frequency, and it, that goes through into to our lives, isn't it? You know, if we put positive out, we get positive back. Whereas if we put negative out, we tend to get into a negative cycle. So those are the kind of spiritual laws that I I tend to follow. But I'm interested in lots of different spiritual practices. But that's kind of clouded by religion, and yeah. I'm not massively religious, really. So when it comes to negativity or negative thought patterns and behaviors, what is the best way from your perspective to go back to balance per se? What do you do with those belief systems? Replace them, change them? Yeah, it's different. It's difficult. I mean, I, I suppose from my coaching practice, I, we so like I said before, people generally won't be conscious that they're being negative. Yeah. That's kind of why they keep being negative. So they don't realize they're doing it. Once right. it's brought to the surface, you're kind of looking for where those negative beliefs have come from. Then once you communicate the negative beliefs, 
you can kind of start to pull them apart because they're not really based on fact a lot of the time because actually there is a hell of a lot of good things that are happening to people. You're alive to start with, you're breathing, you know, you can start to go from there and actually that's positive. And and, 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 and typically you will find even the most negative people have got a lot of stuff going for them that they can they can break through that negative thought pattern yeah that's really it it's, it's not easy because some you know some some people have been in a negative space for a long long time right. and there'll be a hell of a lot of background to re- i suppose that negativity but yeah what you're essentially trying to do is discuss their belief systems why it works for them why it might be negative and kind of kind of trying to disprove it and getting them thinking more positively reshaping those beliefs so that they can move forward with their lives yeah. And I'm trying to think here about this, um, when we are kind of spiraling in this negative state of mind, what is a good reminder? And, and you're right, sometimes we don't even know that we are there dwelling in negativity. What does it take really, Tom, to wake up from those thoughts and, and change and transform? It's not easy. It's not really a one one quick fix, really. But I, I think definitely if you're asking yourself more powerful questions, that's that's the difference. You know, if you're starting to come from a place of graciousness and saying, you know, if you ask yourself, what have I got to be grateful for? What inspires me? What can I do today that's going to make a difference? And you're starting to really discipline yourself to put a positive answer towards those questions that that can start to break the pattern, really. So it's for me, it's about the questions you're asking yourself. Most people don't do it. But if you can get arm yourself with some really smart, powerful questions that you can ask yourself every day before you go to bed, you can really start to turn your negative thought process around and get thinking positively about what your future might look like. From my perspective, too, one of the most powerful systems, asking questions. Yeah, really. It's really, really powerful. I know some people, they ask for help. That also, I have heard that a lot, just uh, the praying model. And then intuition, too, meditating or sitting quietly and just kind of waiting for inspiration, for asking for help, but in, in a sense, not to anyone but yourself. But I love asking questions. Yeah, and maybe that's why I do what I do, <laughs> the questioning thing, because it's really powerful. It wakes up a lot, activates a lot in us. It kind of brings a lot of the answers that are natural, the natural wisdom, innate wisdom in us. Yeah, the intuition. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that about asking for help. That's the that's probably the primary question you should you should do. But people don't don't do it from a you know they don't want to you know seem weak. Um, yeah, right. By asking right. for help, mm. you know, and that's that's a, that's a really big one. So, how do we learn to become more comfortable to dance per se with change and welcome change in our lives without resisting it? <laughs> to dance in the moment, I suppose. Well, I, I think. People who aren't progressing are stuck in a state of inertia where they're not moving, they're not doing anything, and that kind of leads to a depressed state. Right. I think what you said before about life purpose, what is the purpose of life? And I said about by, by growing, you're changing, aren't you? You're adapting, you're evolving. So True. you just, I suppose, in a, a, the short answer to your, the question is you have to just see change as a natural part of life and mm. ride with it, yeah. dance in the moment, go with it. Yeah. And Actually, again, a powerful question to ask when things go really wrong. What is this trying to teach me? Right. Yeah. What can I learn from this instead of, oh, no, this happened again. This always happens to me. That mindset is negative. If you switch it around to that positive mindset, okay, well, this challenge has happened in this part of the change cycle. How do I 
how do I learn from this? Mm. What is what is this trying to teach me? And if you're doing that naturally, yeah, you're going to get answers. You're going to be able to deal with change better. So true. And our natural tendencies, for some reason, it might be something of the mind, is to push away pain, right? So we want to just get rid of that, of whatever is happening, instead of uh, becoming more curious and going deeper, which is uh, the way to do it, is the way to live. Thank you for the message, Tom, and the work you do, because we need to see more human beings, more of us waking up to this truth, because it's the only way to really get there. If there's a there um, in the way of living this meaningful, beautiful, and peaceful life, this is how we do it. We need to become stronger within. So I have another question for you about uh, something that you sent me. A topic is the effect of self-fulfilling prophecies. Kind of like that, prophecies, Mm. that word for some reason. So what would that look like, the effects of self-fulfilling prophecies in our lives? Well, I mean, for anyone who's, who's who's not familiar with that, that I suppose that concept concept is that positivity breeds 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 positive thinking breeds positive outcomes. Right. Um, negative thinking breeds negative outcomes, and a self fulfilling prophecy is more around your mindset. So, if you expect something to go wrong, it's probably going to go wrong in some form. So, it starts with the thought process again of positive versus negative doesn't it as, as as we discussed so so yeah i mean a self-fulfilling prophecy but i'm sure sure your listeners can can look at look into it in a little bit more detail but um a lot of people are trapped in the negative thought patterns which breed negative outcomes and it's about breaking that cycle to again like i said before start to believe that you know i i, I can do things um i am able to do this if i apply the right amount of time energy effort positive thinking and i will get a positive outcome at some stage so so yeah it's, it's kind of how you apply that energy to a situation but knowing that there's a repetitive cycle to negative energy that breeds negative outcomes mm-hmm. really my work is about bringing people out of that negative cycle and focusing around being positive around what they they truly want to do and who they truly are right self-discovery and uh, I love that you mentioned early gratitude. Gratitude seems to be the antidote to negative thinking for some reason. Ooh, <laughs> it's a good start, a good... right? It's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Also, the way you talk uh, about the way we think, this, uh, it's almost like creating a reality, but not really creating. It's a mirror, isn't it? It's a reflection of our own. The outside's a reflection of our inner world, the outside world. So it sounds a bit like cause and effect that uh, those principles and also the law of attraction, are they somehow connected, those ideas? Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and I think it comes back down to your question around how to deal with change. And I yeah. think, some, you know, a lot of the time people are on the bike trying to cycle, they crash, they come off and they don't want to get back on the bike again because they're scared to because it went wrong once. But that's part of the, the journey, isn't it, of, of growth and improvement. So, yeah, I think um, and I think, you know, again, having a coach, having good people around you, having somebody who's got your back, that is so crucial in anyone's life. It's been crucial in my life. I had great people around me to tell me I'm doing a good job or pick me up when I'm down. You know, that type of thing is so important. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, cause and effects, like you said, I think is it definitely lends to that. But, you know, uh, and, and I think. It's, it's hard for I think it's hard for some some people is when they have tried 
to make positive changes and, pos- and a positive impact in their life. And they've tried to get on with doing something. And then, like I said, they've fallen off the bike right. and they don't want to get back on again because they're scared of it happening again. But that's part of the change journey and it's part mm. of the success journey or, you know, and, and you need, you have those 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 moments of, of, of real, I suppose, pain, but you need to kind of keep going and get back on the bike, as I say to my clients. It that takes, um, yeah, overcoming fear, right? And I'm wondering, is that the fear of not being good enough or not being accepted? Have you identified the kind of fear? I think people generally like to to to, to play it safe. I had yeah. a theory about the ego is that ego protects. The ego doesn't right. like embarrassment. Right. The ego wants to keep things safe. So so you're basically protecting yourself. But though I suppose they're animalistic instincts from when we were kind of cavemen, if that makes sense. So yeah. you know, uh, cavemen and women, where we had to, you know, we, we were surviving. So. Yeah, I think th- th- those kind of protective instincts we have, they're not needed as much now. So when they come to, when it comes to leaving your job and starting your own business, for example, something you've dreamt of doing, people kind of go, well, actually, do you know what? I'll just stay, I'll keep it safe, I'll play it safe. Okay. And they never end up making progress and growth. I'm not saying everyone should set their own business up, but making those big changes in their life that they know they want to, but they don't do it because the, I suppose the ego really is, is protecting them from doing anything like that but it's that action that big chunky action in a particular direction which they're going to see most growth from and get more from their lives so yeah so it is finding out by finding out a purpose by getting to know ourselves better and living according to our, our deepest values that's how we can dissolve the ego we cannot get rid of it but we can use it to serve our purpose yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think there's there's so on on social media there's so much negative talk about the ego or you need to drop your ego or get rid of your ego. It's like that. No, no, no. The ego is completely natural. Yeah. It's a protective mechanism in there for you to, you know, to I, I suppose to to ensure that you don't walk out in front of buses right. and you know things like right, that. Right. It also can act as a negative in so much or for you. But it, it it will stop you doing kind of the big things in your life that you need to do to grow. So it's a really interesting topic. Um, but yeah. yeah, maybe maybe next time, Valerie. Yes, right, right. <laughs> That'll be a great topic to talk. We're almost at the end. Would you like to add anything, Tom, about your coaching program and the sections that you offer online, offline, the structure? Anything you would like to add? Sure, yeah. So my, my coaching practice, uh, I coach um, clients one-on-one. We, so I'm actually in the process of forming uh, a new coaching program, uh, which effectively takes my clients from the stage of burnout, lack of focus, lack of discipline, that feeling when you know you're completely lost in your job. I, I was there. I was the guy Sunday night, couldn't get any sleep. I was the guy who was talking to my wife nonstop about why my boss was the problem or why my team were the problem, why I wasn't earning any money anymore, blaming everybody else. But I knew deep down that I had a different purpose and I could get a grip of my life. So effectively, my program of coaching um, is training material, it's online courses, it's one-to-one coaching with myself to basically help 
my clients through what we've talked about, really, you know, right. forming bulletproof beliefs that can take you through to your, you know, to your, I suppose your desired existence, really, you know, and your desired life. So you're happy and fulfilled. So um, if anyone wants any more information, please visit my website, TomPainLifeCoaching.com. I'm really active on LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on there kind of weekly. So, um, yeah, if you want to add me on there and, um, and and connect with me and send me a message, uh, feel free to do so. And I'd love to love to speak to to anyone who, who who's interested in working with me. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile, too. And I wanted to thank you again for the work you do, this presence, this awakened, clear and positive presence in the world. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? Wow, that's that's quite a big question. The hardest lesson to learn, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. I think the hardest lesson to learn is that there's no quick fix mm, right. for the kind of personal success right. and where you want to go. And I think we live in an age of, you know, we've got technology, we can Google anything we want and we get an answer straight away. But I find it fascinating that life there's no answer, and mm. people have been here forever on this on this planet, yeah. and we still don't know why. You know, right. science can't yeah. prove why, and I think that's that's kind of the big lesson, really. I think everyone thinks trying to mm-hmm. tries to argue that they know everything, and yeah. and and really, yeah. actually, fundamentally, we don't, and we're just here for an experience, and we're here to help each other. And I think so. It's mm. a double edged sword. I think it's quite a harsh lesson to learn mm. that actually. And I think I think actually maybe the harsh harsh lesson for for me is that I spent a lot of time perfecting a craft in the recruitment sector, in the sales sector, where I'd worked so hard and put so many hours in and dedicated my whole life. I was obsessed with thinking about it for ten years, and then to turn it away was was quite tough, really. But you know, it was the it's kind of the best thing I've done at the same time. Right. How interesting. Yeah, this paradox, right? These two yeah. sides of the same thing. Complete paradox. Yeah. Wow. I love your wisdom. Thank you, Tom, again. So two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Oh, that's a good question. If I was to die soon, I think I would just, I, I would spend more time with my daughters and yeah, I'd just um, spend more time with my family and friends because I think that's the that's the most important thing really, that that, that human connection with your loved ones. I, I would definitely say so. When I ask this question, I hear very, very often, yeah, if not all the time, not 100%, but very close, yeah, then spending more time with loved ones. So that says a lot, right, about life. Yeah. And the last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? It's going to end. <laughs> Straight, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to die. That's the first one. And I think the quicker we can get used to that mm. fact, the better, because then right. you start living your life. Right. Uh, fact, I think um, people are good at, at their core. I think there's a lot of complexity in the world. But I think ultimately, I know you talk on your podcast a lot around love. And, and, and you know, I think I think people are loving. And I think there's a lot of fear of others, you know, whether they're from the other side of the world or they have a different religion. But everyone's really pretty much the same, I would say. You wanted three, didn't you? So I think the other fact, I just know that the more we connect with each other, nature, we feel better. So the more that you can get outside and enjoy the very basic, like I said, infinite right. things on the, in, this, in this world, then, then you'll, you'll feel, you, you will feel better mentally. 
Thank you so much, Tom, again, for sharing your wisdom, for doing what you do, and for your presence, your clear and beautiful presence. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your services, products, and future projects? I know you mentioned earlier before, but can you please mention your website again? So if you want to visit my website, it's uh, TomPayneLifeCoaching.com. Thank you so much, Tom, and we'll talk soon, for sure. Great. Bye for now. Great to speak with you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tom Payne and his work, please visit TomPayneLifeCoaching.com. more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.